0: On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, we deep dive into what's the Wisconsin-Minnesota game, including our good, great, bad, and ugly from the
1: game, and a lot of P.J. Fleck talk. Way too much P.J. Fleck talk. Uh, Then we touch on other Badger results outside of football. Move on to the professional ranks, discussing Marlowe's Bears and my Packers, and a little bit of sprinkle of NBA talk.
0: We wrap up with some Brewers moves, and of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Third Two Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, how are we after this Thanksgiving weekend?
1: Well, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, just amazing. A lot of football, a lot of sports, a lot of winning by our teams, which yes. helped us enjoy all of it. Um, yeah, great, uh, great weekend. One of the best, top five weekend for sure. Top five, top five on Ooh. the calendar. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's really, yeah, top 10%, right? Top uh, 10% there. So I'll go with that. Wait, is it? Uh, I have to go through it. Quick math. Top 10, top 10 weekend for sure. It's probably top five. Yeah, uh, a couple March Madness weekends in there. All right, not going to worry about it. Anyway, I'm doing great, Marla. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> doing good. Just just starting to recover.
0: Well, yep. just kind recover, recover a little bit, get over the uh, the food coma for the last couple of days. Yep. Had a salad today for lunch to oh. uh, kind of even things out. Um, so that's good. Still a lot of leftovers to get through, but yes, great sports weekend as you pointed out. A lot of food, a lot of family, and then back to reality now.
1: Yeah, I don't wanna. I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready for that, Marlo. I don't want. I don't want to think about it. Just like I don't want to think about Ohio State next week. I want to live in this moment. I want to celebrate the Badgers' victories over the weekend, specifically the football one. And I don't want to worry about what is next, whether that be Ohio State next week or work tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to think about these things. So let's reminisce, Marlo. Let's think back yes. all the way back, going the way way back machine to Saturday late afternoon. The uh, Badgers against Minnesota was started out as a rough first quarter, turned around, and turned out to be a dominant statement win for our Wisconsin Badgers. The suddenly big-play Badgers came out at halftime and blew open the game, scoring on their first four possessions in the second half, pushing the lead up to thirty-eight to ten, and finishing with a thirty-eight to seventeen win. Uh, Marlon, what a what a statement win! I said it in in the recovery. What a big win! And we talked about after the loss at Ohio State, wanting a big win. It felt like it had been a while since we won a big game. And because of Minnesota's performance so far this year, this was a big game. Not only because of it being, what was it, number eight versus number 12, something like that. Yeah, Uh, top top 15 matchup. There was that. There was the playoffs uh, or the championship game stakes on the line. But there was the ax on the line. We talked about that being the big thing. All these things kind of coalesced into... This being a really big game, and we won it.
0: Yes, we did. Um, big. I can't. I, I. I don't know how. At the beginning of it, how big of a game it really felt. Right. I knew, like we talked about, yes, last week, knew the axe was on the line, knew the west was yeah. on the line, um, and kind of everything, those things, and it. It seemed as the as we predicted, the axe was more the most important thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. up on on top of it all um so yeah I, and like you know it had game day up there I was watching game day looked like minnesota was in a tizzy yeah. uh you know going crazy sold out crowd well, it's not hard to do when you only have 20,000 fans but it, all the emotions were there all all the electricity there everything was all set up big game atmosphere for a big letdown for a big but letdown
1: you, well yeah the the big letdown was w- was in the cards, and you talk about the axe being the most important thing. What I thought was interesting, at least in the aftermath, kind of being on Twitter and yeah. uh, in social media, was all the in, the in the interviews after the game. All the players were talking about how the axe was the most important thing. They were talking about former players. Former players were tweeting about bringing the axe back and that sort of yeah. that sort of thing. That seemed like the predominant uh, narrative coming from Wisconsin f- players and former players. Not so much. A Big Ten West Championship, not so much a shot at winning yeah. the Big Ten now. It was get the axe, win this rivalry game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now I mean, yeah, you had Twitter which was just full of like drowning boat and rowing boat memes, which was fantastic. <laughs> uh I could I was I could have scrolled through that all night, which I did actually. Yeah. Um but then also, yeah, every interview with the, uh, for the players on field it was all about the axe. You know, everyone had to be reminded, Oh yeah, we have a game next not really reminded, but like that seemed to be always be secondary. You know, Chris Orr has a million quotes out there uh, post game just about how it was all about the acts and how they wanted to get back and they felt disrespected um, and things of that nature. So, you know, it was, I mean, whatever gets you up, man. Whatever gets them up, get them up. Find something else to be disrespected about for next week. But staying with this week, it, uh, it, you know, especially in that second half, it really showed just the tenacity of it all. a lot of it came from, I think, in handout myself. I did not have expectations for this game. I tried to yeah. temper my expectations, kind of asking around people, were like, just a lot of people, majority of the people I talked to were like, did not expect to win this game. Mm-hmm. It was just putting it out there ba- mainly based on how we've been playing and how well Minnesota has been playing and right. the fact that we were playing at Minnesota, just figured it's just probably not going to happen. And then I think, as you know, especially as the game started with the two play drive and big play, Oof. uh, kind of getting that down there, and then just coming out and blowing the doors off of Minnesota at home, it just made it feel so sweet. So sweet having the, the game just go that way and their season, just their season crumbling in, in front of them,
1: <laughs> man. That's, yeah, it's... yeah, it, it was weird how much I uh, guess I was surprised. Like you, I guess I should start out. Like you, I was trying to temper my expectations like I will be for this next week. But I was trying to... <laughs> we talked about last week, and I thought that this was going to be a tough matchup for us just because they, uh, because of their wide receivers, because of the, the big play offense that they had had throughout the year. Um, so I was kind of going into it going, I don't know if we're going to win this game. But then when the game started, they got out to the hot start and just... The thought of Minnesota winning again, them winning the Big Ten West, all of the things that would follow on on this victory, the continued puffing up of PJ Fleck, just it got my blood boiling. (laughs) Yeah. Like this flippin' stinks. (laughs) And I don't want this to happen. Luckily, the game flipped, Uh, the defense showed up huge. Um Especially uh, the secondary without Wild Goose, who was out for the game, I didn't know he was going to be out for the game. Uh, the defense played great against two great wide receivers in Minnesota. They talked about them throughout the game, uh, and it, it, it just flipped. And then when Wisconsin started winning, like my, I immediately flipped from like this kind of like annoyed dread to like jam it home, like just <laughs> yeah. stuff it in their face. I couldn't believe how like. I don't want to say vindicated cuz I'm just a fan on the couch. I'm not doing anything, but I felt freaking vindicated <laughs> by this game. And it felt like such a big it felt like such a big win and I think what spurred that was just how annoyed I would have been if the game had been different. Yeah, about how the narrative would have been so different if if Minnesota had won. Now Wisconsin wins, and I feel like the narrative is just like, okay, they went and beat Minnesota, and nobody really cares, right? But if Minnesota would have won, it would have been a whole freaking thing. And maybe that's just how I read it. Maybe that's how, how I would have seen the situation uh, as a Badger fan. But I feel like there would have been this like tsunami of Minnesota's this program on the rise and Minnesota's all this positive things. But Wisconsin wins. And it's just like, yeah, that's what they should do. <laughs> <laughs> so when they did and they won so uh, emphatically, yes. I just was like, in your face. It, it, it felt it felt so good. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's been a long time since I remember a win feeling this significant.
0: Emotionally, yeah.
1: Emotionally, at least.
0: Yeah, emotionally, yeah. And I, I, hey, I had a lot to do with the, the way the second half kind of played out. And then, I don't know, I just feel like I'm taking a take from you, but the way the um, – the ABC slash ESPN narrative was, especially the beginning of the game, and even trying to push it towards the middle of the game, we were you know kind of put, stepping on the gas there. Yeah. Uh, this was it was still talk about PJ, it was still yeah. talk about Minnesota turning things around, still talk about them beating Penn State, and yeah, and it just it took until you know it was clearly out of hand in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter to turn that to oh hey Wisconsin's gonna be playing next week against Ohio State yeah.
1: So let's talk about the game that they lost to Ohio State. There was yeah. like there was like a two minute like Wisconsin did a good job. Now let's talk about how they lost to Ohio State. It's just like just let me enjoy this, yeah. broadcasters. But I uh, that's probably a bit harsh. They were actually uh, pretty good towards the end as far as recognizing Wisconsin. But I think I don't mean the broadcasters per se. But I think the the what I expected the narrative to be more so from that. So um, yeah, a great a great win, Marlow. The axe is back back home as uh, so many of the Wisconsin fans have been saying. Uh, yeah, is no longer in in Minnesota. And Did this, you
0: see uh, in the uh, just... in the locker room they played Return of the Mac? <laughs>
1: Did they? No, they had Return there was, of the there Mac. Was a lot of...
0: And uh, Chris and Paul Chris danced a little bit. So if you haven't seen that, you should see that. Ooh,
1: got to go find that. <laughs> I you need me some Paul Chris dancing in my life. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, so I think uh, I just want to cap this off, Marla. This this recap of the game with what. Uh, a Twitter, uh, Twitter person, uh, body of Chris, Paul Chris out there. Uh, <laughs> he, great Twitter account. Uh, there's a lot of great Paul Chris parody accounts. Marlo. There You're are. Not aware there's, of them. A there's a lot out there. I just blanked on the other one that I, that I really like. It's like Savage Paul Christ or something like that. There's
0: Evil Power, Savage Paul Chris. Paul Chris memes, that one's good.
1: Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, that one's okay. fantastic. Uh, but he highlighted a decade of West Division dominance, uh, Northwestern, Marlo, is the only team... I guess if I would have said what one team in the Big Ten West Division has beat Wisconsin more than once, I think we both would have got Northwestern. <laughs> I we
0: both yeah, got Northwestern. I think so. But I think yeah.
1: we would have been surprised that they were the only one to win more than once. Uh, Iowa 7-1, Illinois. Gah, good team, Marlo. Good team, Illinois. Good team. Uh, eight Bowl and one. eligible. <laughs> uh, Nebraska 8-1. We lost Nebraska. I don't even remember that happening. Purdue 10-0. Minnesota 9-1, obviously, last year, in Northwestern 5-3. A decade of dominance within the Big Ten West. I mean, just just outstanding. And uh, just beating Minnesota just kind of capped it off for me here <clears throat> this weekend. Um, all right, should we get into it, Marlo? Our good, great, bad, and ugly? Let's go. All right, Marlo. Let's start out with your good.
0: All right, my good. Going to have to give it to him. Jake yeah. Cohen coming yeah, through big. Boy. coming 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 in when we needed him. Coming in where... Uh, they had sold out on the run, like so many teams had done, and we're yeah. doing it. And they put and they had to put it on Jake's back to make some plays. He comes through, five for twenty-two, two hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns, ball security, no turnovers. More importantly, yeah. um, on that man, but was throwing the ball around, throwing it down the field, which was impressive, uh, and putting it in places where you know only his receivers could get it, not putting things yeah. in danger. Uh, so going to have to give it to Jake Cohen.
1: Yeah, he had a he had a good game. He uh our friend our friend Jordan uh I think famously, I should yes. say famously. Now it's famous cuz it's on our podcast. But That's right. He he uh messaged us and said that uh Cohen can't win this game and it turns out that he can and he did. Uh he By that
0: was like needed. it was like 5 minutes into the game
1: too. It was 5 minutes <laughs> into the game. It was after our well it, to be fair, it was after our second uh, three and I don't know, was out. Was yeah. it three and out? We went three and out uh, in the first two possessions. And Minnesota was up seven zero. It looked like it was a moment too big for him, and and in fact, it looked like it was a, a, two, a quarter and a half too big for him. Then he settled down. They got the drive. He got the touchdown to uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, as you said, put it right where uh, Taylor could get it, and the defense could not. That was a wonderful throw, um, and and kind of put us ahead going into halftime, which, which was great. So I think. This was a game in which it's, it's, I don't want to say it's similar to Hornybrook, but it's because it's, I think Cone is is better than Hornybrook. But like yeah. when teams go, Cone has to just be good to beat us. He's done this two out of three times now, right? When teams have just kind of sat back and said, all right, you beat us. He's yep. done it two out of three, three out of four, something like that. It only didn't work in Ohio State, which we'll, talk, which we'll, you know, obviously see next week. Um, but he was good enough. He was just good enough in this game. He wasn't great, but he was good. So I, I, I agree with your good there. Um, all right, well, I'm going to take my good here, and uh, I have two down here. Um, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to uh, Garendo. Is that his name? I don't even know his name. It was the <laughs> reverse return. Uh, yes. When it was 17 to 10, uh, they had the, the kickoff, uh, and we did the reverse return. A little trickeration uh, to get good field position. It was a I think the o- outside of turnovers—the only time we had good field position—the entire game. That was a neat little play. So that's my alternate good. But my main good, Marlo, I'm going to go with the play of Caesar Williams. Um, I mentioned earlier that there was no wild goose in this game, uh, which is a weird sentence. <laughs> I don't if it's a fact. Wild goose. I <laughs> uh, didn't play in the game. I think he had a foot injury, leg injury. Uh, not, I'm still uh, unclear on that. I didn't know that going into the game. So then when they said that, I was gravely concerned about our secondary holding up uh, in this game. But Caesar Williams was fantastic. He came into the game with six pass breakups in the first 11 games. He had four today, including a pick. And I think most importantly, on the f- goal line stand, they went at him twice. He covered yep. Minnesota's best wide receiver. They went at him twice, and he won the matchup twice. Uh too great too good place can't say great because that's not my great <laughs>
0: yeah it's too good <laughs> two place. good
1: place and he just he Minnesota's uh two best wide receivers I don't uh had okay games kind of individually right if you just yeah. look at the numbers they had they had okay games but when it mattered uh and I think throughout the game Caesar Williams had a fantastic game uh and and played really well uh especially on that fourth down uh fourth down stop uh series yeah so Caesar
0: fun. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, good. Uh, Caesar Williams coming through. Didn't, yeah, didn't know who he was until those, you know, until those couple plays at the end there. To be honest with you, uh, freshman, correct?
1: Am I correct in saying that? Uh, look at it. I think uh, he's a sophomore.
0: Okay. Anyways, um, anyways, coming in, coming in, uh, coming in off the bench, not having much experience, uh, putting it down there, really good both times both times those are what those two plays you're talking about were both times where the balls in the air and you're just nervous as hell right yep nervous as hell and um he came through in the clutch
1: Got it. he's a he's a, he's a junior mile. he's been around longer than you remember yep uh also shout out to uh oh, I forget his name uh the freshman who started in place of Wild Goose I'm forgetting his name he played really well uh for it being I think his third or fourth game of game action, so great job by, great job by the cornerbacks in general. I guess there we go. Good job, excuse me. Go. Now onto my great Marlo. Yes, I just want to dial in on one drive. We talked about uh, our boy Jack Cohn a little bit, uh, but I want to dial in on one drive, and that was the drive out of, uh, out of the, our first drive of. The second half. Yes. Uh, Minnesota had eight play 24 uh, six play, excuse me, 24-yard drive, pinned us back on our own nine-yard line. Again, it always seemed like we were starting from our nine-yard line. Uh first play, cone to Cephas, 31 yards, Taylor with a run, Taylor for seven yards, Taylor run for six yards, and then cone to Cephas for 47 yards. Added up Mario, that's 78 yards on two plays, Cone to Cephas for a touchdown. It just flipped the game. It was a 10-7 game, it was close, and it just felt like that drive. Those two plays from Cone to Cephas, and if you're like me, Marlo, you've been screaming, throw the ball to Cephas more. You <laughs> can make plays. Uh, they finally got the ball to him downfield. He made two huge plays, and I think that just really opened up the game. Uh, our ability to get the ball downfield to Cephas, and that was freaking great, and I was going nuts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, going especially coming out of, kind of halftime that that snow started coming was really coming down. Yeah, uh, having that ball being able to fly in the air just picturesque. I love yeah. it, um, and that kind of bleeds into my great. Yeah, because uh, my great is uh, the coaching, and most importantly, the creative offensive play calling. Like you talk about mm-hmm. coming out of halftime, they were you know they were pretty much shutting. I mean. Shutting down, down to Taylor, he wasn't having a great game. He was having an, a ho-hum game, uh, especially with the run game. They were, kind of, they were rushing that down. So opening up the run by passing it and driving downfield was was it was awesome. And it was awesome to see Taylor also get involved in the passing game more than just swing passes um, and as we were going. And that started to open up those lanes for running as well. And um, kind of, yeah, going to thats that is that in-game adjustment. Some, these are two things that I had been clamoring for. Right. Especially in the big games, um, where we couldn't just you know, we couldn't just like out out man them man to man, right? There was we weren't we weren't running to, we weren't able to run in the first half or in the first quarter. They started ch- they started to change it up in the second quarter. But coming out of halftime, there was more adjustments, and like it just started it just steamrolled from there, and it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there was. Uh, we talked about the plays downfield to Sivas, obviously, a, a second ago. Uh, there was the end around to Kendrick Pryor, the 26 yard touchdown run there. There was the, um, kickoff return. There was a lot more creativity in this offense and things we've kind of, we've seen in bits and pieces th- throughout the season and didn't understand why they didn't implement more, especially when, and you saw in the broadcast model, they were like, look, there are eight, nine people in this box. <laughs> yeah. trying to stop Jonathan Taylor uh, and we just ran into it in the first <laughs> half. We just ran into that and then finally in the second half we started moving uh, towards the sidelines. We started getting the ball down the field uh, and I agree with you. It was a great adjustment uh, by the coaching staff uh, and a lot of great play calls in the second half. Uh, I think there was a tight end screen in there somewhere too that was, was pretty productive. I think we threw the ball the fullback once that was very productive. A lot of Different things than just running Jonathan Taylor off tackle, <laughs> uh, which we did at the end of the game, to steal it, <laughs> uh, which was great. But it was a great job yes. by the coaching staff, yes. and it, it definitely seemed like Wisconsin, Minnesota came with their game plans, and we drew. We were about even at halftime. It was ten to seven, and then Wisconsin made adjustments, and Minnesota didn't really, or maybe they did, and they didn't work. In Wisconsin's adjustments yeah. work, so I, I'm with you on on the coaching. All right, Marla, what is your bad? Ah, the bad
0: kind of talked about a little bit was the start to the game, but also just big plays in general. The start of the game was a two play drive, two play 75 yard drive, was a 49 yard pass uh, for a touchdown. Um, The the only, there's a couple more. They had uh, four other plays of 20 more, 20 yards or more Mm -hmm. um, in this game. And, you know, it didn't, the, the first one's the only one that really killed us, but. Just giving up big plays—it scares me. As we look ahead to next week, um, yeah. it's something that we've been the last what four, four or five, or last six games I would say we have just been kind of been giving up a little less this week. But yeah, giving up those big plays—it's that, that was just my bad.
1: Yeah, no, that was my that was my ugly Marlow. Uh, that second play of the game—it was more. <laughs> I put it as my ugly, and I'll talk about it here with your bad because yep. of the emotional state of where i was at (laughs) at that moment um because that was my concern going into this game that minnesota had these big play wide receivers they had size our they were oversized compared to our defensive back they had a quarterback who could get the ball down the field um to them and i was very worried about the big play during this game and on the second play of the game uh it went for 50 yards or whatever it was and I just thought, "Oh no, here we go." And then you got Kirk Herbstreit going. This is the dream start for Minnesota. I'm like pulling on my hair like, "You got to be kidding me." <laughs> uh it was it was literally the, the dream start. We had a three and out, we punted, they scored on two plays, uh, one big play, uh really. And but that was their only big play until halfway through the third quarter. After that, yes. we we literally shut them down. Uh gave up a couple big plays late. You could call it garbage time. I don't know. I always get frustrated when it's like it's the game's kind of out of reach, but it's kind of close and we're giving up like fifteen yards of play. It's like just play normal defense, like maybe a little bit. Uh but that was your bad. That was my ugly. That that early reception just because of where it put me emotionally <laughs> it was it was a, it was not a fun place um uh that I was at. So uh all right, I'll go with my I'll sneak in my bad as I already talked about my ugly Marlow. I'm gonna go with uh a trick this is a trick one. Yeah, The bad was the weather. The weather was literally bad uh, because it was snowing and if you were probably at the game well, I don't know, maybe you enjoyed being at the game or if you were trying to travel from the game, that probably sucked, especially after a lost Minnesota fans. Um, the le- weather was literally bad, but God, was it a great spectacle. It looked so awesome on TV as I was at home, warm <laughs> on my couch. Uh, it looked really cool and Uh, Dare I say, might have hampered Minnesota's uh, throwing offense because their quarterback didn't look like he knew how to throw the ball in uh, weather like that. And it was fun. It was just, it was a big game, and I think the snow just kind of added to that kind of you know late game or late season uh, college football atmosphere. So my bad is actually a good, and I I cheated. (laughs) Wow! Look at you. The weather was bad. But it was good for us, uh, yeah, and it was fantastic to watch.
0: <laughs> that's the old. That's the old uh, trick question when they try to like, tell me, yeah. give me one of your. Can you give me some of your flaws? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, work I work too, too hard. hard. Okay, I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well, the weather. Um, I think, kind of as as I was flipping around after the game, trying to search for highlights. It's one of my favorite things when we have a big win. Is how other people take it, but I think everyone interpreted the same as like Wisconsin, Minnesota playing in the snow. They should always play this game in the snow, in this type of <laughs> well, they weather. Try. I it's think it's always the last game. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> do everything I'll, they can. Yeah. So yeah, Minnesota, Wisconsin, just just you know, we always play in snow. That's what that's what we do. Uh, but it, it looked pretty cool. Like you said, it looked cool. I don't think I would enjoy like in a in a vacuum, enjoyed being there in it. But it was no, cool to see from the television.
1: Definitely, there was sex between uh, my family as we we went to the game last week, uh, yeah. and we're like, "Thank God it was like thirty-seven <laughs> and just cold <laughs> instead of whatever whatever that was uh, there in Minnesota." Yeah. We definitely picked the right. Not that we would have gone to Minnesota, but you know what I mean. Like it, the weather was definitely yeah. better uh, the week before, and glad we were there uh, for that. It was definitely weird flipping me back and forth between. The Wisconsin Minnesota game and Alabama. Alabama, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> little different. Over and it, and it's like fifty degrees and sunny, and you're like, what? <laughs> Where is this? Where is this taking place? I had the same thing today. Uh, Packers and Giants there was snow, and then like I'd flip over, and it was the or they'd go to the Eagles Dolphins game, which they seem to cut into a lot for whatever reason. I guess there was a lot of scoring in that game, and it's like going from uh, the snowstorm to just. Sixty degrees. It's just like it's hard for your mind to comprehend as you're as you're watching. It was it was really fun to flip back and forth too. All right, Marlo, We talked about my ugly. Uh What yeah. was your ugly? Uh, ugly
0: is the wildcat. <laughs> the wildcat is. I don't understand. I. You know what? I no. I don't. I would say I could understand. I just don't understand why we run the wildcat. We're going to run the ball. We're not tricky. We've never yeah. tricked anyone that we're hey. not going to run the ball. And. <laughs> It's been shown that we've run the Wildcat and we can turn it over in the Wildcat quite easily. I think we've had, including this game, with three turnovers via the Wildcat. Mm. Um, You know, I remember last week was on the exchange. This week was, it wasn't exactly exchange, but it's just, it's proven. They didn't run it It again after that.
1: It was right after the exchange. uh, Yeah. The the, quote unquote quarterback kept the ball, right? And then got hit right after he didn't hand the ball off.
0: Right, exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I've been every time they line up in it, I say no out loud, and it's only been correct maybe once or twice, but that's fine. I can live with it. I can't. I just just get away. It's, we run the ball. It's what we do. No one's gonna yeah. throw the ball, at the Wildcat. <laughs> so just why do we do it?
1: Yeah, unless Ronnie Brown's here. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know the Wildcat. I think it was it the Purdue game, the game before where like it worked pretty well. We had a couple. Uh, third or fourth down conversions on it and it felt pretty good and ever since then it's been mediocre results in putting the ball at risk a lot. Like, yes. Uh, can I do another ugly since I kind of did my ugly? Oh, oh, sure. Other, yeah. There. All right, other ugly. Uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, saying college football playoff doesn't want them in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> You're ranked third. What are you... What do you mean? If they didn't want you in the playoff, they would rank you outside of the top four. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what he's he, going on about.
0: He's been playing the undercard, the underdog card all season. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think the other thing he keeps saying is, um, besides they don't want to play, is like, oh, well, oh yeah. He said after this game we had to, he had to keep scoring because you know we don't play anybody. We don't we, there's no one on our schedule. We don't well, we don't beat true. anybody.
1: Fact check. Fact <laughs> check, that's true. Um but they still have you in there. You just yeah. win all you win the games you're in. I don't I don't understand the, the negativity coming from and it. maybe it's just too right. No, two we times. don't
0: want the national titles title champions in the playoff.
1: You ranked third. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've won a top twenty five game. I don't objectively you're ridiculous i don't i don't understand his point is ridiculous that's it's not really ugly i just wanted to complain about yeah that's fair i like it i saw the headline and on espn it was like sweeney complains about or says playoff doesn't want them or something and i and i like had to read it like five times and i was like this what he's in the playoffs what is he even talking about doesn't make any sense uh all right Marlon, that was our good bad and the ugly, and I added a little bit of <laughs> outside of better stuff. Look at it next week, Marlo. I think we touched on this a little bit. We don't... To be honest, I don't really <laughs> want to think about it, but we can talk about it. Big uh, to the chip next week in Indy. I think this is... They said during the broadcast this was Paul Chriss' fifth year at Wisconsin. This is the third time he'll be going to Indianapolis. I don't want to talk about how the other two went, but we're back there, Marlo. We are a staple of relatively okay to good consistency we will be playing ohio state we are considerable underdogs 18 point underdogs i saw the line open up at nice marl do you have any hopes dreams expectations or are you just preparing yourself for the worst
0: um i'm so i i haven't come off my high yet but
1: and i don't mean to i don't mean to bring you down yeah 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 but, I, this is why I kind of don't want to talk about it because I just want to yeah, enjoy you know, so it as, as long as I can.
0: Here, yeah, because I, I think some people ask, yeah, when I was la- last night when I was still like really high and I'm sitting here talking to myself, all right, that first game, all we had to do was not let the wheels fall off in the third quarter and we're good. Yeah. Don't, let, you know, don't make that, that stupid mistake and don't make that, that turnover and you know what, maybe keep it close and maybe have a game out of it. As I'm looking at this points break, this is the first time it's pointed out to me. <laughs> 18 points. Saw what they did in Michigan. Um, yeah, man, it's scary. I want to be able to watch it. I want to be able to, I guess, here's my hope that I can sit there and watch the whole game. <laughs> yeah. You know, not the, uh, it, was, it wasn't the last, was, no, it wasn't the last time he played all the but that one time he played all the and it was like 52 to 0, and I couldn't make it to halftime. Yep. Uh, just had to turn away. That was-
1: that was Gary Anderson's year, I think.
0: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the Gary, last year, Gary Anderson. Awesome. So, um, keeping expectations low. Hoping for... I'm just, oh, just hoping for a game. Hoping for a game, Casey.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm hoping we can keep it close and maybe have a shot to win. Uh, I don't expect too much. That said, I'm probably going to talk myself into it by the time the game time rolls around. <laughs> yep. uh, I think, in hindsight, looking back at the Minnesota game and obviously seeing how it played out... And kind of comparing that to the Ohio State team, my fear is still the big play. But the big yes. play in the big play in Minnesota was their size, more so than their speed. Mm-hmm. They had size on our cornerbacks, and we were able to overcome that. Um, Ohio State has speed, and they have lots of it in lots of positions. I don't think we can overcome the speed. Especially at the quarterback position. Yeah. Wisconsin excels. Our defense excels when we can get to the quarterback. We can make the quarterback uncomfortable and we can pr- essentially pressure the quarterback and keep him can keep the quarterback contained. We really struggle doing that with mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Minnesota's quarterback wasn't able to be mobile at all last week. Um, Justin Fields is now he picked up maybe a knee injury that looked really bad, but then all of a sudden wasn't. Yeah, fine. he was, fine. It was faking um, it. I was, I I, I don't want to say I wanted him to be hurt. I didn't want him to be hurt. I but I was like, kind of for a moment I was like so I, I, and then I felt bad so I was like, oh interesting. <laughs> oh, if he's out, but then I had terrible remnant. Uh, yeah. Cordell, Yep. I quarterback in there. So then I felt terrible. Uh, I'm glad he's okay because I think I, I want the best players to be playing in general in college football. That makes it, that makes it better. Um, but I think our, our weakness is still there in the big play, but my concern now is more speed. Ohio State it has a lot more of that on offense than we do on defense. If we can keep it close, I think that's, that's the goal. If we have a shot to win down the stretch, that's right. ideal. Yep. Um, but I'm going to try and keep my expectations Yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: sure. Ohio State hasn't had a close game yet, right? Obviously because they're a good right. team. But it'd be interesting to see if we could keep the game close in the fourth quarter if that somehow gets them pressing.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it That's, I think, what we what we can hope for. My greater concern, Marlowe, outside of the game, as I, mm, I don't want to say expect, but anticipate. Let's say anticipate. That sounds better than expect. Anticipate a loss is that... Because we play in the Big Ten championship game for uh, playoffs, Ohio State a second time. Uh, I don't know the ruling of the bull games, Marlo, is if Ohio State. I think if they win or lose, they're going to go to the playoffs.
0: Yes, that seems um, to be the consensus.
1: Which, which, fine, whatever. I, I, I don't. I don't think that's. Mm, I don't think that's really debatable. I think they would be the best one loss team, unless. LSU also lost, and then now we're throwing things in, but they're they're probably going to be in. Uh, So then they go in. So then the next highest-ranked team out of the Big Ten goes to the Rose Bowl. And if we lose, are we going to fall below Penn State? And if we fall below Penn State, that's BS. And I'm going to be really pissed off because Penn State just sits at home And kind of like Alabama sneaks in the playoff in years past. Yeah. They will go to the Rose Bowl because they didn't play in the Big Ten Championship game. Right. That doesn't seem fair. Hopefully the playoff committee will recognize that. uh, But I'm very concerned that that will happen.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's 100% going to happen. I think the only way, right, the only way it doesn't, I'm trying to play through the scenarios, right, the way to make it to the Rose Bowl. Beat Ohio State because, as we say, Ohio State's still going to go into the, College football playoff if we win, so then we'll be yep. we should be ranked higher in Penn State at that point. Yep. Um, lose a close one, Ohio <laughs> State, so that the, gives the committee something to look about because it wasn't close with the. I mean, our first game was not close, but we'd be a closer yep. loss than Penn State. We beat Minnesota, and yep. what other in Penn State's other marquee win is like Michigan? I think they
1: beat Mich- they beat Michigan and they beat Iowa. We also beat Michigan and Iowa. Yeah, exactly,
0: and Minnesota. So. That would be, you know, that's a stretch. But, yeah, if we lose, I, I, just knowing the way this works out, they 100% have Penn State ranked higher than Wisconsin and we're going to go to, yeah. like, it will be, the it Citrus will be Bowl or whatever. The,
1: essentially, which I think, fine, we, if we still get, obviously I would rather go to the Rose Bowl, as long as we still get that kind of New Year's 6 game or whatever, although I think four of the games are on the 28th or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Penn the Penn State argument. So if we do common opponents, right? Right. They beat Iowa, Michigan, uh, of common opponents. We've all beat the same. They lost to Minnesota. We beat Minnesota. They didn't play Illinois. Who's a good team? Marley? they like Northwestern? That hurt. Great. That hurt me a little bit when they lost. Yeah. The, oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. North, Northwestern. Uh, and their whole thing is we played Ohio State close and. Uh, we watched that game at a tailgate, and yes. I never had any doubt Ohio State would win. They gave Ohio State had two really bad turnovers in their own half that gave Penn, a, Penn State short a short field. Uh, it ended up 28-17. The game was never really in doubt, no. uh, and I think Ohio State kind of... That was probably Ohio State's worst game of the year, and yeah. uh, Penn State kind of caught it. I don't think Penn State forced those turnovers out there, there were giveaways, and if that's your claim to fame, uh, that's frustrating, and... If we get penalized for Being in the Big Ten Championship game That's just wrong, Marla, it's wrong <laughs> That's all I got Not no, that uh, Another one Another Another Big Ten Championship game, Marla, we've been in a lot of these We have, have the most well. in, We've
0: been to the most
1: We've been in the most
0: um, We only have two to show For have, it though, that's the problem
1: It is the problem Um I don't know, but you have to be in the games to lose the games. True, so I'd rather be in the games to lose them than true uh, to to not be there. Um, I think my favorite one was the one where we, the one of the ones we won when we weren't. Supposed we shouldn't to have be there. been there. <laughs> yeah. Was that when we beat Nebraska? Like yeah, yeah. Fifty to ten or something.
0: No, we put a seven. Did we put a seven? We put a seventy burger on him. Oh yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> we weren't even supposed to be there. We were like nine and five.
0: Yeah, it was Melvin Gordon's <laughs> coming out party. It was
1: fun. Absolutely great. Oh, it was fun in the Wisconsin game. All of a sudden, I don't remember why. They all of a sudden started showing highlights of Melvin Gordon against <laughs> yes, Nebraska. Because it was snowing that day. That's the only thing. That were, was... <laughs> if Nebraska fans are watching, remember when Melvin Gordon randomly ran for 400 yards and three quarters? Here you go. Watch this. It was like
0: <laughs> yeah, it was... out
1: of nowhere. I don't even know where it was. It was great. It was great shade just thrown in Nebraska fans who may have been watching that game. I don't know. Were they watch Do you think Nebraska right. fans are watching that game? I
0: cool? doubt it. They well, I don't know. Maybe because they played on Friday and they had probably none better to do. Playing on Friday. See who's going to go from the West.
1: They found a way to lose that game, <laughs> not be bowl eligible. Not bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. So we. Yeah. Finally, Nebraska not back. Final verdict. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's. I. I've read a lot of like revisionists. So like nebraska takes like why the heck were people saying they were back like <laughs> was it just going to be scott frost magic yes i don't know <clears throat> all right uh i think we skipped a little thing i want to talk about Marla. yeah uh speaking of back or not uh i wanted to do well this is a back or not but i want to do Once in a while, we do a little bit of a take that segment where I just apparently yell take that in the microphone at somebody. Nice. And uh, it feels great. So I just want to give, I think, the the biggest take back of the year, maybe all time on the podcast, definitely all time on the podcast, a big take that to P.J. Fleck. Take it. Take that. Take that, P.J. Fleck. Uh, Went in this game, very nervous I was going to have to eat a whole lot of P.J. Fleck stories, a whole lot of P.J. Fleck narrative. And it came in heavy. He was mic'd up for the game, which seems absolutely absurd <laughs> that <laughs> you would mic up one of the two coaches. Ex- I mean, explain the outcome. And we heard a lot of PJ Fleck when they were up early. We heard a, we saw a lot of cuts to the sideline, um, and then we didn't hear from him for a while. And then the third quarter ended, and PJ Fleck ran to the other side of the field, which apparently he does because he's. <laughs> Freaking PJ Fleck. And that stuff's freaking cute when you're winning. But when you're down 31 to 10 or whatever it was, it's not so cute, PJ Fleck. God, it was so frustrating. Just the narrative and the showing of him all the time. Take that, Marlo. It was fantastic to beat him and at least for the time being disrupt the PJ Fleck narrative.
0: Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. I think PJ, you know, one of those guys. You're playing against them you just can't stand them um and everyone and everyone in the media and everyone in that media loved them like you said they it was mic'd up and i don't understand why they mic up the coach it's not like they're gonna give us anything you know um right. it's just P, like, pj talking to chris pj talking to refs pj clapping uh it's awesome this is so cool yeah, he, so glad you you mic'd up is- dude.
1: And when he's down, and you're like, what is he saying? Like, when did? He, what is he like? Is he instructing his team? Is he? Is he? What is he doing now? Yeah, what would be actually be interesting, right? So instead of just like fluff pieces, you don't hear anything,
0: right? It's There's really nothing. Yeah, it, it immediately stopped after halftime. Um, could you imagine if they miked up Chris? That'd be funny. Anyways, another topic for another day.
1: <laughs> so they show the coaches on the sideline, and you know, normally, coaches have this huge, like, you know, cheesecake factory size <laughs> menu thing. Yeah. Paul Kress has like a four <laughs> yes. by six note card yes. folded in half. Yes, yes. What's written on there? That can you fit anything? It's unbelievable. Maybe he writes really small, like you know, when you could take like a note card to your exam and you just wrote like in the tiniest text possible. Yeah. Maybe he just has that and he can just see that. I don't know. He has there you go. A little note card. It's freaking fantastic. <laughs> oh, such a contrast! Unbelievable. Um. So PJ like after the game Marlowe says. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he said this to the media or addressed it to the team, but essentially said that Minnesota is uh, co-champs of the Big Ten West Yep, and kind of gave a little uh, pep talk to his team and said they still won, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about that, Marlo?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I actually ended up watching this. The It was after the game press conference where you were saying this. I actually ended up watching it live. Okay.
1: Um, oh, so it was in the press conference? Okay. Yeah, I was in the
0: press conference. Yeah, and I kind of had the same... I, when he started talking, he's like, uh, yeah, we, I told him we are code champs We're just not able, able to represent the West next week in Indianapolis. But we are champions, and that was one of, like, his stepping stones of being su- uh, sustained success. And I, I told them that. And I was like, but you're not. Like, that was a good way to spin it. You're code champs okay. But you're not playing indie, Indy, so it doesn't matter. And it just... this goes to the furious the furiousness of PJ that I get because he says that and everyone eats it up like oh yeah we were co-champs and he's doing a great job and he's making sustained success and it's like no it doesn't work that way it doesn't matter unless you're going to play an indie Uh, and it's you know if you win the game you go and if you don't you didn't you guys didn't win the game and I think his quote was we were good enough to win the West we are we are co-champs we just weren't good enough today it's like
1: oh Today was the day you win or lose the West. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And to say you weren't eligible is a ridiculous statement. You weren't eligible because you lost the game today. You (laughs) lost to the rival. You lost the tiebreaker. You lost the West. Right. You tied and lost in a tiebreaker. That's why we have the tiebreaker to determine who it is. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And he knows Uh, that.
0: If he didn't, he wouldn't be talking boil up last week or whatever whatever he said.
1: I put this in the show notes because yep. I was going to kind of defend what he said, but now you got me all fired <laughs> up and I don't want to defend anything he ever said. He's the worst. Um, I think I understand his messaging to his team. Sure. This is a stepping stone to where we want to go. I get that. But the way he spun it was more like I'm still counting it very much uh, UCF, printing the national yeah. t-shirts things, uh, that the results don't matter. It's how I it's how I interpret it that matters. Like the results matter. You had to win this game to win it. This is the tiebreaker. But he was kind of like talking against that. Which, if you're talking about it as a stepping stone, like we were right there but didn't make it. But this is a huge step because in truth, it's a very big step for Minnesota, who's True. been god awful for so long. Um, this is a this season was a success for Minnesota, whether or not they win this game. But to say you're co-champs is ridiculous (laughs) in its face and to back it up by just kind of avoiding that like oh the pesky rules that say we're not champions (laughs) pesky rules that say that we uh won by or didn't win by tiebreaker ignore those i'm just going to say it It is a bit of a of a a weenie move and i don't i don't like that um so i came i was going to defend marlo i thought you were going to come in hotter and then you made me come in hotter (laughs) there we go all right so a lot more PJ. Nice. We're gonna stick on PJ, Marla. Yeah. We're the media now. We're yes. just talking. Talk
0: We're just going to we complain about stuff. how people talk about PJ. They talk about PJ mm-hmm. more,
1: but we're gonna talk about him a little bit more. Yeah. All right. So, I I see three paths here for uh PJ, your boy, to go. Um, one stays at Minnesota. So I want to guess say let's go most to least likely. Yeah. I want you. I want you to rank these, and then I'll, I guess, comment on your rankings or give my own. Uh. All right. So three options. One, he has sustained success here at Minnesota. He stays at Minnesota, makes them a powerhouse in the Big Ten West slash Big Ten in general. Two, this is a fluke year. Minnesota falls back to the middle of the pack in the Big Ten West, and he washes out of Minnesota like so many coaches before him. Or three, he parlays this success, whether it's this year or let's say next year or two into something else, whether that's a big job like USC, Missouri's now open and they have a lot of money they could throw at him even though I know he just signed an extension, but yeah, what does that really matter if there's more money out there, right? Right. Yeah. Which of so one to three, what's most likely that you see happening for PJ Fleck in this Minnesota program?
0: Dang, good question. Um Yeah, as I say I I I can't so I here's the I'm gonna let's think about this out loud. I can't yeah. see him I honestly can't see him going to like a big this type of coach working at something at like a USC, maybe Missouri, you know, a middle pack uh, well, SEC team. It's
1: different, right? So there's there's big jobs like yeah. USC and uh, you know other such kind of prestige jobs that are open, but they're also you know those other schools, Missouri, Arkansas, that have job openings that have a lot of money. Sure, right? sure, yeah, I can see it. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, I can see that. But it's just for USC shake. Like you said, this stuff is cute when you're winning, but when you're not, yep. it's not in the play, in a high profile place like USC. And you can, if you're not winning right away, which you probably wouldn't do, it's not cute and they're not going to stand for it. I could see it, um, you know, in Missouri, like say, like in Arkansas, something of that nature, uh, in parlaying of that for, you know, a lot of money. He seems like a guy that would do that. So most likely to happen then, now that you changed my mind, I'll go number three. <laughs> Another yeah, three. Okay,
1: most likely he's on to something else.
0: Moves on to something else. Okay. Uh, the number one sustained success. I think if he does stay, he can have yep. sustained success. Not to say he's going to dominate. Like not to say we're going to keep winning the West, but he'll be in the mix. He'll keep doing these ten win nine win seasons. Uh, where it comes down to, it might come down to the Wisconsin Minnesota game every year. Mm. Um, and then the, yeah, the fluke season. I don't think it's fluke. I, I think I think PJ's. I mean, as much as I don't want to say, like he's a pretty good coach. And as long as he can get recruits coming through and they can buy into that, uh, you know, that system, that success can, can sustain.
1: Yeah. I, unfortunately, uh, more or less agree with you. Yeah. I, I think this is a fluke year in that I don't, in that Minnesota's ranked in the top 10. I don't think sure. Minnesota's going to be continually ranked in the top 10. So it's a fluke in that sense. Well, it's the scheduling. Uh,
0: they true. had the they had the maryland Rutgers crossover.
1: Yeah. No, as far, yeah, right. As far as uh, if this is a fluke year, as far as them being in the top 10, I think is a, a bit of a fluke. But being competitive with the Big Ten West, being the top half of the Big Ten West, I think is sustainable. Uh, I think he can sustain that success there at Minnesota. So I'm going to meld one and two and say that uh, that is, is likely to happen because I think he's a good coach. Just his antics just frustrate the credit of me. The way he carries himself. The way he acts, it just leads me to believe that he is. And this is just pure anti-PJ Fleck <laughs> mentality. Um, it's all about him. I yeah. feel like this is all about him, and when he gets the buy-in from the players, and he does get the buy-in from the players, he. It's just like all about him, though. Like the players are buying into him, and it's all about. His persona, his mentality, yep. his coming out and talking to the players all the time, his coming out at inappropriate times, running down the field, it's all about the attention that P.J. Fleck can get. And if he has that mentality, I don't see him staying that long at Minnesota because uh, they just don't have that mentality. If he does well like this year, if he does another year like this, I can see a lot of people paying a lot of money who have bigger pockets and bigger uh I wanted to say markets, but it's not really markets in college football. What would you say? Bigger names, whatever, bigger programs yeah. uh, that will come knocking. So I think it's most likely he le- he leaves I think a sustained success, but like a notch below what they had this year is most likely. And then a fluke year, him just flushing out, I think is least likely. So too much P- PJ Fleck talk, Marlo. <laughs> All right. He's out of our lives for at least, at least a year. Uh, at least, yeah, nine months or whatever till college football starts again. All right, next week in Marlo, we talked about the championship. Let's move on to Wisconsin
0: basketball. Do we have to?
1: Ugh. We'll do it quick. We'll talk quick. Wisconsin loses to Richmond and New Mexico in the uh, Brooklyn something classic. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It sucks. I don't um, know. Weren't there long enough? To- in uh, Wherever the Nets play, it sucked. They missed a million shots. Both games were the same story. Just make a shot. Uh, I think they shot around 10%. They shot under 10% in the New Mexico game in the uh, Richmond oh game God. they shot. A brutal, this is from three, I, I mean, Marla, I don't mean yeah, uh, yeah. from the field, although not, yeah. that that was, not that that was much better, but they shot, uh, uh, oh, a solid 25% uh, Nice three uh, in the Richmond game. Uh, I don't know, Marla, I'm not... These are two extremely frustrating games. This mm-hmm. offense, this team feels like... So we talked about last week. Look at this balance scoring. Yep. Look at you know what we're able to do and we said the good side of this is hey maybe we don't go into these stretches where we just everybody goes cold yep. we just have enough scoring that we're able to figure it out our bad side was we don't know what the f to do when the shots aren't falling and that's what came through that's what happened this weekend we did not know what to do the offense looked extremely pensive when the shots weren't falling uh we just looked, the team didn't look like they they didn't have the Ethan have to dump the ball down to they didn't have the go-to guy who can create his own shot and make a basket when we needed to it looked really bad when it wasn't going well and that was our concern so going forward what do we do we need to figure that we need yeah, to figure that, out. <laughs> figure that
0: out well i think it's also frustrating too is like it's this was against richmond in new mexico right yeah and maybe maybe if it was one of the two the fact and then I mean, you know it was back to back night, so it's not like you get the you have the time to prepare for the other one that you did, but it just seems at the same time those are two programs where we should just be better. we should just be better than any time we roll yeah. the ball out, right and yep. I think that, that kind of play that plays a part of it. yeah, we went cold, but like it's just those are the type of teams where even if we're not at our best, we find a way to win. And these, and for the most part, like, like you pointed out, we just couldn't even, like, compete to that level. Lost both of these games by double digits. And I think that's probably, that's probably the most frustrating thing. And it's like, obviously we have it in, like, I don't, Marquette's not above and above, but we can beat a team like Marquette. You know, we still yeah. can do that. But to have two games in a row in early November is just so, it's, yeah, it's just, it really, it just kind of pops the basketball bubble.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, disappointing is uh, the word of well, the word of the team right now. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, I guess if I go into cases, excuses, I'd say we always shoot bad in NBA arenas. <laughs> this was in an NBA arena for whatever reason. We can't find the basket when it's. Uh, this is a thing. Like, go back and look at it. Like, oh? we can't. We play poorly. We shoot poorly in NBA arenas. I think the greater concern is this is a, these were two games in which we cannot guard guards. Mm-hmm. We can't stop really good scoring guards uh, in in both these games. Um, Jordan Lyle in the uh, New Mexico game who killed us when he was at Penn, uh, Penn State, uh, Excuse me, at Ohio State uh, and killed us again. And then uh, Francis, uh, the guard from Richmond. They just, with the Richmond, uh, Francis, he just made some ridiculous shots. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think we're going to have trouble if going against scoring guards and surprise in the Big Ten. There's a lot of those. Uh, So that that worries me. That worries me a lot. Um, Also, it just seemed like in both of these games, we had points in which we had the momentum, in which we were like a shot away from taking the lead, cementing the lead, getting back into the game, something like that. And it just didn't go our way. And I don't know if that's just me being a fan and being like, well, if this one thing had gone differently, but it felt like we could have, these games could have gone drastically different. If at any one point we had made a shot and we'll talk about coaching in a second, I think, or maybe I'm going to hopefully avoid talking about coaching because I don't really want to. (laughs) Um, I thought we had shot good shots. They just didn't go in, if that makes sense. (sighs) The shots we're taking are shots that should be made at a higher clip than 25 and 8%. (laughs) (laughs) They should happen, Uh, and I understand that You know, at some point, I can sit here and go, Well, the players need to step up and make the shots. I understand that it's college basketball. And in the end, the coach is in charge of the players. He's in charge of who is there at that time and in charge of running the offense to make that happen. But like, I was watching these games and I just was watching them and going, I don't understand why we're not scoring more points. And we just weren't. And I guess that's, we can sit here and go, That's coaching. But like, I felt watching the game. The way I I saw it, Marlo, and this is—I'm already being defensive about the next topic. Yeah, yep. The plan seemed to be going how we wanted it to. We didn't execute, and the shots didn't go in. And hey, it's basketball. You got to make the shots, mm-hmm. and if you don't, it all looks really bad. Um, that said, we looked lost and kind of didn't know what to do when it was crunch time. So, all right, do you want to talk about great guard? <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready. I'm just emotionally not ready to talk about it. Like it just it just depresses. I don't know why. it's weird. It um frustrates me. It frustrates me to talk about it because it's like we're not talking about like the team or like just get rid of this guy and then that will solve everything, which I don't think it will.
0: No, I don't think it will I don't well, I I don't think it'll solve everything in the immediate future. So this all kind of started from our group text. It has gotten has gotten out of control, but the fire guard train is just flying down the tracks.
1: It's hot, hot in our group. Text.
0: Hot in our group text, and I, you know, I think there's to a point. Like as you defended it very well last season, and I kind of go with it. And I've probably I have not been the biggest guard fan since he was hired on full time. Yeah, but I just I the way I feel about it. Is if you did it, say you did it right now, do I think it's gonna change anything in this near future? Probably not. Like this season is not gonna change. What I would hope would change was is going forward, because the what I am seeing, as I've said, these are patterns that are showing up, turning the ball over, having these cold dry spells, not making good decisions down stretches. And when those when it becomes a pattern that comes back to the coach. And what I don't want to see is falling into this, you know, mediocre, like this basketball team that becomes a me, becomes mediocre. And now we're excited to make the tournament and maybe win a game instead of competing in the tournament. Um, and so that's where my frustration comes from. And it's just looking at the holistic of it all.
1: Yeah, no, that that's fair. And I think that, uh, I guess, my, my defense of the team and guard at this point at this point in the season is that it is a transition year going from uh, a, I was going to say generational player, one of the all-time best post players, one of the all-time best Wisconsin players in Ethan Happ. Now we have an offense that doesn't feature him, and we're seven games into the season, and they've been disappointing. But we need to figure out what this team is. If we're still sitting here in... January, February, talking about too many turnovers, uh, defensive mishaps, and uh, an offense that is still lacking. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That that's a very frustrating. That's on on Greg Guard. But right now, I think it's a. I'm giving. I want to give this team a little bit of time. That's all I'm asking for, Marlo. There's a little bit of time. To, for them to try to figure out who they are because last week we were even talking about it. we don't really know who they were. Yeah. We uh don't know what this team is gonna be. They don't when they need a bucket, where do they go? Right now it seems like they pass the ball around on the outside and then jack up a shot with three seconds left in the shot clock. Too many times it's Aleem Ford from three, which I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that. That's where the ball all. seems to end <laughs> up and and I don't understand I don't understand that. Um it's a lot of Davison missing open three pointers. Uh I feel like there should be a lot more Reavers and Trice pick and roll, but every time I see them do pick and roll, it doesn't seem to work as well as I think it should. Um, I think there's a lot to work out with this team, and if they don't work it out, then yeah, I'll blame Greg Gard, and I'll say maybe we should look elsewhere, but I want them to figure it out. I want to see them figure this out, and I think that will be the story of the season now. Uh, our next game up is against North Carolina State in the Big 10, ten, Ace, Big ten, ten, Big ten ACC Challenge. The, the, the repetition was on the C in ACC, not the 10 in Big 10. Mario. There we go. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Great. Great job there by me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> NC State. Uh, underdogs did this. Not expected to win. Uh, we played NC State last year, right? This was when... Davison had like a thousand oh, yeah. charge calls. Five. against him, <laughs> then Therefore they instituted a floppy rule against him <laughs> specifically. It seems like the game
0: winning uh, charge. That
1: was the big one. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't think he's gotten it. I'm not sure. Uh, Stat department get on this. Uh, I'm not sure he's drawn a charge since then. He has, but it feels, it feels like he does not get the benefit of the call ever anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have low expectations for this. I don't think we will win. NC State's playing pretty well. Um I just wanna see us play better. I just want to see us make some freaking three pointers. That's all I want to see. I don't know where else to go with that, Marl. <laughs> That's all I wanna see. Just <laughs> make some threes. Like like thirty thirty three percent. We probably win the game. God. So frustrating. All right. Do you have anything to say about NC State, Marl? Before we we'll move on. Uh, no I, I, We talked about it too Depressed Yeah depressing hey, Remember basketball. when the football team Beat Minnesota That was a lot That was, awesome. like, about that was that, really that. cool God.
0: That was awesome Feels freaking Good great times All Let's right. talk uh, about well, people let's that. Let's talk about some teams. winning teams
1: Yeah some winning teams Marlo The volleyball Women's volleyball team Wins Big Ten championship uh, On Friday night Marlo They went to Penn State had A chance. Uh, Wisconsin being in first place In the Big Ten Penn State being in second place They had a chance to win The Big Ten title Outright uh, tuned in Marlowe. They were up two sets to zero. Went on to lose the next three sets. So Penn State had a chance to tie. Uh, I guess they each had a game. Uh, so uh, whatever. It could have gone either way. Wisconsin defeated Rutgers earlier in the day, uh, on Saturday. And then I tuned in Marlowe to watch. Um, after Wisconsin played Minnesota, and I just spent whatever four hours or however long college football games last hating and despising everything Minnesota. I turned on their women's volleyball team and cheered <laughs> cheered them on to beat Penn nice State work. and that they did. Nice. So I, I did a 180 on Minnesota and uh, cheered for their their women's volleyball team and they beat Penn State Wisconsin wins the big 10 outright and uh the tournament uh nca tournament was drawn today they are the fourth overall seed so they uh will have home games through regionals assuming they win all those games uh they are in the driver's seat uh to get to or i guess have home games to get to uh to the final four so very exciting uh for the volleyball team there congratulations Beth. yeah big ups
0: Big congrats. There was a cool, uh, I think it was, I forget which Twitter handle uh, tweeted out, but uh, the girls were on the plane back and they saw that Penn State yeah. lost and they were cheering that. That was that was pretty cool. See that they won it outright. So congratulations, lady. I think, oh no, well, I think we missed it. Selection show is happening tonight. So we'll know where they, Yeah, tonight. where they, where they seed yeah. for the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, uh, and with that, Marlo, let's move on to the Professionals and take a look. Okay, taking a break. <laughs> all,
0: right. all right, back from our break.
1: Back from our all right. break. All right, moving on to the Professionals, Marlo. Uh, let's start with uh, your Bears playing on Thanksgiving um, against the, obviously, uh, Lions, who have the tradition of uh, playing on Thanksgiving, and they ran out. A quarterback by the name of Blau, probably. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. Not sure. Uh, Apparently started four years, or played four years at Purdue. Yes, I guess that's more, that's like a testament to how uh, uncompetitive Purdue has been. (laughs) Because I did not know that. I didn't know the name, because we, uh, well, I guess a year or two ago we had that kind of overtime game against him but that was more because of of more uh wide receiver than I felt than it was a quarterback but didn't even know he was from purdue and uh I was taught that during the game and he played fairly well he played well enough to not win the game true I think is how i I would take yeah
0: it. um yeah so thanksgiving Thanksgiving 500? day games. It's kind of uh it's it's first of all, it's very nice to have that game on as a distraction from everything that's going on around as far as preparing meals and having people want to have conversations you probably don't want to have conversations about.
1: Family yeah. family you you want to yeah,
0: have. Yeah, exactly. So um that was good. It was also good that the Bears won, uh that made the day just a little bit better. But going back the yeah, the whole bout thing I forget the other quarterback. Who hurt his hamstring? Driscoll. Yeah, hurt his hamstring all of a sudden, and I saw the report go down. And Blau would be starting. I was like, "Oh wow, sweet third, third, three quarterback. This should be yeah. nice and easy." And then Blau uh, well, comes out his first pass as an NFL quarterback in a game, a seventy-five yard touchdown.
1: <laughs> Came out slinging. Came out slinging. I was like, just "Oh
0: crap! Here we go. This is gonna be a great Thanksgiving." Um, but fortunately, Mitch is back. Yeah mitch Mitch Mitch, Mitch is back, slinging around for over three hundred yards, two touchdowns. We're not going to talk about the interception because it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine, but uh, the Mitch is back, got the train rolling, also got the running game going. Weird to see the defense not have a well not have a great game against a, you know, against right. a third a third screen quarterback. um don't really know what to to amount that to, but it was on for the, the offense to kind of pick it up. Again, strangely, same stories have happened. Slow start. Late second quarter, early third quarter, great. Late fourth quarter, not so much. Uh, so all we got to do, just just tell Nagy and company, it's always either the two-minute drill before the quarter or coming out of halftime, and then just say that for four quarters. Say it every time they get the ball, and we should be good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some first first drive Mitch, uh, squared on the first drive there, and some two-minute drill Mitch. He got, a, I guess, a, f- a field goal out of it and a touchdown late in the game, which was more or less a, uh, a two-minute yep. drive. The frustrating thing watching the Bears, whenever Mitch does anything good, yeah. it's just so frustrating because he's like, he's supposed to suck. <laughs> 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 and then he makes this nice play. He's supposed to be terrible what is happening. <laughs> Uh, and it just it just adds to the frustration of not only the Bears doing well uh, for me watching, uh, but that I expect him to do the worst thing, and when he does actually good things, it like is extra frustrating. Yeah, yeah, three hundred thirty eight yards. Uh, you are right. Um, yeah, the defense was a bit. It was surprising how much they gave up um, in this game. I don't know what I, I agree with you. I don't know what to attribute that to. I know they, they've definitely been different since uh, the nose tackle. Who I'm blanking his Keem Hicks. Akeem Hicks, yep. who he's going to come back uh, apparently for the Packers game. Oh, nice. Uh, Did not 15th. know that. It sounds like he's going to be back. It seems like they're a, diff- a different defense without him. Yeah. Uh, I think he eats up a lot of blocks that let Smith and uh, Mac kind of take up uh, a little bit more of the playmaking ability. Yeah. Um, so maybe it'll be different when he gets back but it definitely seemed like a f- something was missing uh, from from the Bears defense in this game and I'd say going back to to Hicks injury um it's been a little bit a little bit different from him but this game was I, I don't know maybe it was was it concerning or was it just concerning because we expected it to be easier because you're going up against a third string quarterback, yeah or whatever I right? Fourth. Yeah, fourth. Three.
0: I think that, yeah, I think that was the expectations, expectations. That one, it was Detroit. Two, it's third string quarterback. Um, yeah. And that it should be, you know, I mean, I was in the NFL game. I wouldn't expect them to just shut them out. But at the same time, they were yeah. moving, they were moving the ball uh, at times pretty, pretty easily.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I hope teams continue <laughs> to move the ball against the Bears. <laughs> Next week, they are up against the, I don't want to say fledgling, but. The question mark Dallas Cowboys. Are they good? Or are they not good? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, two teams, thir- same another record. Another Thursday game.
0: Yeah. Another Thursday game. So, yeah. since, but since we played Thursday, get that full week. Two teams that are 6 and 6. Drastically different paths on how he got here. And also drastically yep. different on the their outcomes um Cowboys still have a chance to win a division as the Bears do not um, right. pretty much out of the playoffs. Yeah. Even though we're still in a little in the hunt graphic. That's nice to see every once in a while. Yeah. But it's just not going to happen. Uh, So it's kind of crazy how, you know, Cowboys started off setting the world on fire. They were obviously going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, And now they're just down to 6-6. and And the Bears have just been flapping along as the season goes on and at 6-6. and And, you know, this is a total—it's a must-win for the Cowboys. Um, They have to win to keep it around. Not so much—I mean, it'd be nice to win, but it's not a must-win for for the Bears, per se. But it is in Chicago on Thursday night, which— last time Cowboys were in it this late of the season didn't turn out too well because they were a little cold and their hands hurt and they couldn't catch balls. So we'll see how that we'll see. That all turns out.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting game. Uh, I think if this game was played a month ago, you would expect the Cowboys to be huge favorites. Uh, but I think this is kind of a toss up game. Uh, now, after, after how the Cowboys have, have struggled recently Um I don't I honestly don't I would I would think the Cowboys I think the Cowboys are the better team but I I could see the Bears winning just to annoy me <laughs> I, don't know. I right it feels like the cow it feels like the Cowboys should be the better yes, team. yes no I agree I can agree they with should, should they should win the game but I could see the weird things just weird enough things happening whether it's the Cowboys being worse than they should be or the Bears getting a weird turnover like a defensive touchdown or like Mitch completing a two-minute drive that you don't expect like something weird like that kind of happening that the Bears win um but it's a good it's a good matchup at least for to have a Thursday night game that has this kind of stakes right it's a winner go home game for both teams because if the Bears go to six and seven as much as you kind of poo-poo their chances at making the playoffs which I agree is pretty tough um if they lose this, they're obviously yeah. out and the Cowboys need to win to uh keep track in the well, I don't know, they're I guess winning in the NFC East, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh at six and six, Philadelphia's not five and seven. So All right. So that's your Thursday night game, Marlowe. Packers played today. Yeah. I'm sure you're sure you enjoyed it. Snow game. Uh pretty fun. All the all that snow that hit northern Wisconsin. Not us. Not us down here. Uh did you get any snow? No, i got get some yeah. snow today. Just, got rain. just some sprinkles. A bit yeah. Snow. we didn't get any snow so um that hit wisconsin i guess what middle last week yeah hit
0: clobbered actually
1: hit new jersey where new york plays football (laughs) um today uh the packers beat the giants 31 13 uh aaron Rodgers four touchdowns um i guess it ended up being comfortable it didn't Again, this was, I think, a game of perception versus reality because my perception was we should just kick the crap out of the Giants. And then when it wasn't happening early on, I was really frustrated. (laughs) Like, why aren't we getting this going? Why can't we run the ball? That's a thing all of the year. Uh, And Daniel Jones looked pretty good in the first half. Not great, but good. He looked competent. And then the second half happened, and he looked incompetent (laughs) throwing three interceptions. (laughs) I don't know what to make of him uh, because he – like I mentioned, looked really good in the first half. He seemed like he was making the right reads, the right throws, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. I don't know if our uh, pressure got to him. Uh, Zarius Smith was awesome on the edge, uh, getting a lot of pressures today. I don't know how many sacks we got, but there was a lot of pressures, and I think we got him thinking a lot and making throws a little bit sooner. Um where would you, I guess, you you played Daniel Jones last week, right, Marlo? Your Bears? Yeah. Um, how do you, is he an NFL quarterback of the future? Or is, I don't know. Because I, I felt, in the first half, I felt like this is, he could play quarterback for 10, 15 years. And then by the end of the game, I was like, is he, is he a quarterback?
0: No. I don't know. Yeah, no. He's, uh, well, I mean, he's a, he's Eli Manning clone, right? He can make the throws. He does, and he they, has some questionable uh, decision making as far as putting a they, throw late in games.
1: On the broadcast, they were showing Daniel Jones kind of going to the sideline. It was a replay of him going to the sideline after uh, I think he was tackled after a yeah. throw, and he was like grabbing at his leg. And then they showed the huddle, and this was the first drive of the second half. And I was like, why are they showing that? Is Eli Manning in? <laughs> And then like two plays ran, and I still couldn't figure <laughs> out if it was Daniel Jones or Eli Manning back in. And I was like, oh, how weird is it if Eli Manning comes back in? It was Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I, didn't, I couldn't tell. They looked freaking the same uh, in there. Um, anyway, uh, Packers defense struggled, I thought, in the first half, did just enough. I think the pressure got Daniel Jones. That's the narrative I'm going with, Marlo. Uh, next week against the Redskins, who accidentally won today. Um, expect to win there. I mean, the Redskins are uh, a three and nine team now. Holy crap. They're three and nine somehow all of a sudden. Uh, but still a team you expect, uh, the Packers to win. That's going to be a game next Sunday and a much more preview beyond that, but, uh, Got win, to win this one if you're the Packers. Packers sit at the top of the Division 9-3. and Marlowe Vikings play tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this on Monday or last night if you're on Tuesday <laughs> and then figure it out if you're listening <laughs> to it on days after that. Um, They play Minnesota. We're rooting for Seattle, right? Russell Wilson in Seattle. Yeah,
0: 100%. First, yeah, absolutely. Not
1: gonna root for, never root for the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is 0-7 on Monday Night Football. Nice.
0: Big game, Kirk. He's
1: either 0-7 or 0-7 against the spread. Not entirely sure. I saw it on Twitter, wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> if it was against good or or straight up. Um either way, usually doesn't perform well on Monday nights, but he's kind of been bucking his kind of that trend of him not being able to play well in big games. And by that I mean he beat a team with a winning record one time. So congratulations <laughs> to your cousins. We'll see what they do tomorrow night. It'll be an interesting one. Uh Seattle versus Minnesota. Um other NFL news and notes, Marlo. Game of the week, Baltimore defeats the 49ers on a last-minute field goal 17-14, I think the final was. I believe so. I think I went in this game looking at both quarterbacks and going, I want to see Lamar Jackson do it against a good defense. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, play from behind. And they both did okay at those things. (laughs) Lamar was still great in making plays when he needed to. Uh, I think he had over 100 yards rushing again today. Um, had a, a nice touchdown pass to the tight end. Um, wasn't fantastic, but did enough to win. And Jimmy G was down early, brought his team back. Didn't do enough to win, but did enough to get back in the game. I don't know what do I what do I take from this moment?
0: Yeah, I think two 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 good teams going. that was crappy weather that had a part to play into it. Um, there were a couple fumbles mm-hmm. or a fumble by Jackson that I would equate to that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway here is it was you know if you want to call it a Super Bowl preview, heard that being tossed around, yeah. um, it can't be do oh. that, but it's two good defenses going at each other.
1: I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call it that. Much. You're
0: gonna call it that. We'll
1: get to that. We're gonna get uh, okay,
0: to that, yeah. but it's two good. I mean, it's just two good defenses going at it, and you know you can do what you can to try to yeah, slow boy. down Lamar. Um, Zan Fran has probably done as good a job as anyone yet this season, yeah. uh, but it just wasn't enough. It was just too good.
1: Yeah, um, let's go Super Bowl preview. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to pick two teams better than this, Marlo, especially as we look at the Patriots currently losing to the Texans, looking like they can't do anything on offense. Uh, and I guess the Chiefs blew out the Raiders today, yeah. but I'm not going to put too much stock into that. They seem like they're in free fall the Raiders do. I got these Ravens look good, I, and I think you hit on it. Their defense, their defense is different now than it was earlier in the season. They look, their defense looks much better, and looks like a, a championship level defense. You compare, you combine that with Lamar Jackson's just uniqueness in his ability. I, I, I think it was a Super Bowl team there. And after watching San Francisco last week against, uh, kick, I mean, just kicked the crap out of the Packers last week. Uh and now playing Baltimore pretty close. I think you'd have to say they're the favorite in the NFC. I, I think they've done enough for me now to uh, to put themselves as the favorite in the NFC. Because uh, you're not obviously not picking the Packers. I don't think you're picking the Vikings. So it's them or the Saints, right? If you're going NFC, it's obviously not the East. The so no, no Saints I, are, well, me. yeah.
0: I, mean, I guess you get thrown to the Seahawks. I know they're in the same division, but as a wild card.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they beat San Francisco, yeah. so you could you could throw in the Seahawks. Uh, I guess I yeah, uh, but I still think those are the three teams I, I'm looking at uh, there. I don't I just, the Saints; they just seem a little bit off this year. I don't know, but be, they'll be there, right? They'll be there in the end. But um, I don't know the the Forty defense. I think we talked about going into the Pack game; it being they need to show me this against a good. Good offense. I'm not going to say that the Packers were that because the Packers have had their struggles in offense, but I know that the Ravens were that. And they did, they held their own today, holding them to uh, 20 points. It was, it was 20 to 17. Um, I don't know. I just, I was somehow impressed with both teams (laughs) with what they did. Um, Even though it wasn't a very impressive game, I don't know. It was a weird, weird takeaway, I guess, for me. Uh, Other news and notes, Marlo. Wait, if that's not your Super Bowl, who's your Super Bowl? You got different different people in the Super Bowl. You Still going with your your Patriots?
0: Uh, <laughs> I still think the Patriots are going to find a way. I I just I I know I know that they
1: I, they do have a way. They do have. I a way.
0: know that Baltimore ran Rutschak over them already. Uh, they haven't been looking good the last couple of weeks offensively. But I, I feel like this is one of those – It's you know, well, talk to me next week, right? I feel like if they oh, if I'll they hit it. their stride next week, they can do one of those things where like everything right is Belicar's right to ship and they just go ahead and go ahead and off and win the Super Bowl. But right
1: Let me tell you, Marlo, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably talk to you every yeah. time. <laughs> 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 At least once a week, every week.
0: Right. <laughs> um but yeah, then I'll take I don't know, again, and then I'm on C I am on I don't know I don't know why I'm feeling yeah. Seattle, but I'm feeling Seattle uh out of the NFC right now.
1: Yeah. No, I can't complain. Uh, I always root for Russell Wilson to do well. I just wish Pete Carroll wasn't his coach. Yeah, that's all, that's all. I, just, I hate rooting for that guy. Uh, all right. Other NFL news and notes, Marlo. Uh, the Dolphins, Redskins, and Bengals accidentally won games. <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, so the, the Bengals put back in Andy Dalton. Dolphins starting Fitzpatrick. You know, he's going to pull out a couple wins. And. I guess the Redskins win was uh seemed like more of a haplessness of the Panthers. Um I thought these teams were tanking, Marlon are, are they not tanking? what's happening? What's going on
0: here? Yeah, I don't know. Uh well, the Dolphins Fitzmagic Magic doesn't know how to tank. He just plays ball. He just plays ball. <laughs> They're out there running trick he, plays. I don't know, did you see that trick uh field goal? Oh yeah, the yep. Yeah, that was, that was It was
1: funny. it was the Colts fake Thing line up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they just ran it into three guys, but they actually ran a past Yeah, me. So it's like they took that and actually made it work. Right. Um I saw Fitz I saw Fitz Magic do a uh, QB sneak and then he had like readjust his helmet and like essentially his beard makes it so that his chin strap can't stay on. Like there's too much beard. The chin strap doesn't really do anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, his like, chin strap doesn't like, nothing.
1: loosely on. It was really bizarre. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they cut a lot of cut cut ins to the Eagles Dolphins game. I, I mean, it was high scoring, but I saw a lot of that during the Packer games. I didn't see any cut ins to the Redskins game, but they won. Uh, and then and then the Bengals. Bengals accidentally. The Bengals won the finally win. They're
0: get ball. off the hide. Uh, that That's man. Right.
1: They're popping the the Detroit Lions. That twenty whatever team. Yeah, they're popping the champagne bottles. They're the last t- winless team. They did they it.
0: Did they did it. And now that man cannot live on his roof because uh, the Bengals won a game. But he probably is going to, anyways, because this is probably just an excuse to get away from his family.
1: There's a guy living on the There's
0: roof. There's a guy living on the roof to the Bengals win a game. <laughs> you didn't hear about this story. He's living on his <laughs> no, roof. He's living on his <laughs> roof? He's, yeah. In Cincinnati? Cincinnati. He's living on the roof of his house to the Bengals. Do he have like a tent up there? <laughs>
1: It, does he go inside he goes inside to go he the has cat-
0: to right he has to but it, yeah, yeah i think
1: this it probably he's probably cheating it
0: yeah for sure well yeah and i think that i heard this story come out a couple weeks ago and um but it's a total it's a total hey i just don't want to i don't actually as a great excuse not to be like inside the house with the rest of the yeah. family I, I i promise that i won't come in until i to the Bengals win
1: I think I love when fans like bet themselves. <laughs> Obviously, uh, the part of my take had the whole thing on uh, the Canadian football yeah. fan who wasn't going to wear pants yeah. until his team won. Yeah. Well, she just bet himself. I love fans who bet themselves. Things. Like I'm not going to do this till my team wins. <laughs> it's like everybody's like, sure, whatever. We don't, we don't go care. for We're it. We're not going to do it. Go live on the roof. Who cares? It's fantastic. Uh, well, that guy's an idiot <laughs> and probably cheated and went inside and used the bathroom anyway and used the facilities and showered and stuff. If he didn't, that's disgusting. I mean, he had to go to work, right? Did he go to work? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I assume he. Were, uh, no, I don't. Why, be, why? would I assume that he unemployed. works? Who knows? He lives on the roof.
1: Yeah, yeah. We didn't do. <laughs> he doesn't want to. Hard to get a job when you're on the roof. Probably. Uh, all right. So bad teams win, Marlo. Um, that's my takeaway. I don't know. It, it just seems like. We talked about it. you can't really tank in the NFL. Like it's yeah, just, it's too hard. It's it, there's too much on the line, I think physically to to do it. Um, it, from a kind of like a physical, emotional standpoint, to like lay your body on the line, so to speak, uh, every week, and then and then just lose. Obviously, you can try out inferior players like the Dolphins do, but even they find ways to win. Or maybe the Eagles just think that bad. I'm not sure. Um God, the NFC East stinks. <laughs> six and six, five and seven, three and nine, two and ten are the records in that division. All right. Uh, anything else? NFL noteworthy. Uh, page are start losing. That's fun. 21 and nine in starting the fourth quarter here. Uh it'd be a big win for Houston. Keeping pace with uh, ahead of the Titans. Surprising Titans, Marlo. They keep winning.
0: Tannehill, second act.
1: Yeah. Mariota. End of the road for him, I guess. Huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's over. The great debate between who got it right between James Winston and Mariota. Woo. Yeah. No
1: right. yeah.
0: No one. Yeah, the answer one. is no one.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to hear. All right. On to the NBA. Marlo, let's ta- start with the Bucs. The Bucks are good. Whatever. Uh, newsflash. Uh, they won 10 in a row, although you wouldn't know it if you follow ESPN because they just talk about how many games the Lakers have won in a row. <laughs> Spoiler, it's the exact same as the Bucks, and you don't hear anything about the Bucks. God. <laughs> I'm i de- I'm definitely in small market just like tinfoil hat, like they just talk about the Lakers, which they do. They just talk about the Lakers. <laughs> and it's not like it's a fluke thing. It's not like we don't have our own superstar that you can pump up, who by the way had fifty points. And the lead story after the defending MVP had 50 points, and I think at the time led his team to the seventh victory in a row. The leading story was how Kemba Walker is getting along with everybody in <laughs> in Boston. Nice, that was the lead story on ESPN NBA. GS, good job, good job by them. Look, I get it that like they're bigger markets. I understand, but cover the freaking best team in the East a little bit, please. I'd appreciate it. Best record in the East, um, just on on a hell of a run. It's been fun to watch them all. That's all i got to say on the Bucks. It's going great. Uh, they did all this, by the way, without Middleton, who was out. I think he missed seven games. Uh, come back in uh, and just incorporating him back in, uh, which will be interesting if he comes back to be the all-star starting forward or he is a 6 man off the bench, which would be, I think, a tough pill to swallow for him, but maybe the best for the Bucks. So that'll be interesting to watch going forward. That's it for the Bucks tomorrow. How about NBA touch base on the Bulls? Uh, Bulls are not good.
0: They don't well, even they beat- have ten wins, and they came and beat the Warriors. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, everything is again going to crap. Surprise, keeping with no <laughs> development, no development out of the the players that we thought we'd have. Some Ie marketing, um, and LeVon is mad at the coach. We got beef there. Mm-hmm. Don't trust each other. So it's fun. It's, it's great. Um, it's going to be real fun once football is over and I have to like, really, really pay attention to the Bulls.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was some beef there with uh, Levine and... Uh, Bolin. I forget. Bolin, yeah. the coach. Uh, but Markinens, I think, the more interesting thing because he... Uh, so we, we knew going into the season that, that there was kind of a log jam at that four yep. position, yep. right? Um, And it seems like Markinens. Kind of the odd man out now, all of a sudden. Like, he's just not getting the reps you would expect he was supposed to be. Right. right. The, well, uh, the, going into the
0: that season, there was the long jam, and it was marketing was supposed to be the one that takes that jump. I mean, he had a pretty decent year last year, and you could see the flashes where it's yeah. coming from. It just yeah. hasn't. Offensively. Yeah, offensively. Yeah. <laughs> Defensively, <laughs> Uh but <laughs> but yeah, but it just hasn't been the case. It's it's been a regression of sorts, um, yeah, and so that has equated into you know lost in minutes, but also Bowen not being a very good coach. Uh, on top of that, <laughs> doesn't help.
1: I think he's very much like a you screw up this defensive assignment, get out of the game, yeah, kind yeah, college ish yeah. coach. And if Markkinen's your, you know, forward of choice, he's going to screw up a lot of those uh, defensive assignments, and you got to kind of live with that. And I don't think Bolin's the the, the coach to do that. So, uh, how's the Kobe White experiment though? He's he is he as fun. To Kobe watch White is
0: Kobe White is he is fun to watch. Um, he can get hot. He can get hot in a hurry. Um, yeah, but then kind of on the same tone, he thinks he can get hot, and he's not. So, you got, you got to live with the waves, right? Yeah. You got to live with the waves. But yeah. Um, yeah, but there's time. Last BK he, he came where he did the, uh, you know, three threes in a row in like a two minute span. It was fun. That was really, it was really fun to watch. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I like him. I like he him gets, as a he, player. He
1: gets running. He gets run out there. He's got that hair. It just, at least, if nothing else, it looks Yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> at least, if nothing else, it looks fun, him running out there. All right. Other NBA things. Pfft. Uh, Leakers are good. ESPN's all over that, so we don't need to cover it. Um, on to baseball, Marlo. Uh, quiet time, normally. We talked last week about your White Sox dishing out the dough. This week, my brewers made a trade. They traded uh, Trent Grisham, who was the, yep. uh, I guess, star outfield prospect. Uh, I thought did a great job filling in <clears throat> for uh, Kristen Yelich and kind of being part of an outfield rotation down the stretch last year. Uh, they traded him and Zach Davies for Luis Urias and Eric Lauer uh, from the Padres. Um, I've really gone kind of back and forth in this, Marlo, because the fan in me just really got attached to Grisham and how he played down the stretch. Obviously, he had a terrible error uh, in the wild card game, which, whatever, he might have been able to hold the runner a third to throw the guy out. I don't know, and Zach Davies, who maybe it's his just boyish looks, but always just fun to root for. It always seemed like when he had it going, he was great. But, man, when he lost it, he lost it and gave up lots of lots of runs when he didn't have it. Uh, so we traded these two slightly, I don't want to say older, but uh, Grisham. They're each a year or two farther towards arbitration or whatever the baseball rule is. Uh, towards renegotiating salaries than Urias and Lauer. Um, Lauer was the Padre starting uh, pitcher uh, on opening day. He's a left-handed pitcher. Didn't have great numbers, uh, but hopefully the Brewers can do something with that. But Urias is the gem of the trade for the Brewers. He is a second baseman slash shortstop. Um... So the thought is, the word is that this puts Orlando Arcia on notice, who is the everyday shortstop, who just hasn't figured it out on the offensive end. And he's been a defensive gem, but just can't get it going on the offensive end. And if I'm staring down the barrel of a future of Urias and uh, Kessin Hura as my middle infield, that sounds like a great five years of middle infield play for the Brewers. Um, It seems to me... And after I think about it, as a fan, hurts a little bit, Marlo, right? You always talk your players up a little bit. You always think them up a little bit more in your head uh, than they might be on the field. So it's things to part with any of them. Uh, But it seems like we're selling high in Grisham uh, for his play at the end of last year, which was really good, but maybe we're selling high in that. And the Padres are selling low on Urias, who had a tough start to last year um, and a, a stronger finish, uh, but has all the potential in the world, uh, it seems, uh, going forward. And he did really well for my outside-the-park team uh, when I was the Padres, so when I was playing that uh, video game roll, he did really well. So. <laughs> Good work. He has that going for him. I don't know if that helps nice. or hurts, uh, but it, he did really well in my video game I played, so there we go. Uh, so that's my baseball news. Astros still cheaters. Also, <laughs> that's that's all. That's all
0: okay, all right. Uh, baseball, cool. Check. Now it's time to get into America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick.
1: Right. I had to let you introduce that because I just didn't want to talk through the whole thing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me talking for like five minutes. All right, Marlon mid league, Champions League action. Uh, Liverpool tied. uh, Napoli 1-1. I think a disappointing result. uh, Obviously, earlier in the group stage, Liverpool went to Napoli and lost. Uh, Should have won the return match. I thought Napoli was lucky to get a 1-1 draw. The bigger loss, though, was uh, Firmino. He injured his ankle. He's out for four to eight weeks, depending on the reports. I've seen four to six. I've seen six to eight. Uh, But that lines up in a very tough stretch of matches for Liverpool. They have a lot of matches, and I'll kind of talk about this in a little bit, over the holiday season. So to lose one of your center mids, your I guess your primary center mid, uh, is is pretty tough loss at this time. But on the field in the weekend, Liverpool did their best to make a comfortable win look very nervy. They won 2-1 to one against Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, they were up 2-0, and then Allison forgot he was out of the box, made a bad play out of the box, and uh, got a red card. And Then the backup goalkeeper, Adrian, gave up a goal, and all of a sudden it was 2-1. to one, Liverpool being a man down with like 10 minutes to play, 17 minutes to play, whatever it was, and they made a comfortable 2-0 victory where I was feeling great about myself, Marlo. I was celebrating Virgil van Dijk who is the best soccer player in the world, uh, scoring two goals, and then I had to sweat it out a man down with 10 minutes left. and uh, It was nervating. They held on though and it turned out to be... Quite the result, quite the weekend for Liverpool As far as results go Obviously Liverpool won, which I just mentioned So they got the three points But two of their three biggest competitors Dropped points this weekend Manchester City drew with Newcastle 2-2 uh, two two, uh, Earlier on Saturday morning And then Chelsea lost to West Ham So they dropped three points there Liverpool is now eight points clear Of Leicester City of all teams In second place Uh, 11 clear of City and 14 clear of Chelsea, which is uh, a lot of points. 14 games through the season. uh, And with Liverpool on the form that they are, looks pretty great. Uh, Next weekend, uh, or next week, excuse me, the crazy December schedule begins in midweek. Liverpool will face Everton in a Liverpool derby. Um, That's what the English call when it's two teams from the same city Uh, it's a derby. Against Everton, which, uh, it's such a rivalry game. It's kind of, you throw the records out the window. Uh, and in this case, Everton's very underperforming season and Liverpool's very overperforming season. You throw that all out the window, Marlowe, and, um, you'll probably get a pretty close and contested, if not emotional game. And then Saturday, they travel to Bournemouth, um, a game that they they should handle but uh bournemouth is a stout defensive team that will sit back and say liverpool you have to break us down and uh liverpool will see if they have the ability to do that which at times in the past they haven't but this year they have uh that is it oh corner also corner kick I didn't write this Uh in the show notes, but uh, Euro 2020, it's coming up. It's going to be next summer. It's going to be great. They did the group stages. They drew for the group stages. And, you know, normally in the World Cup, they kind of protect the good teams. So you always have kind of like two good teams, maybe in a group, that kind of thing. Well, in um, Group F, is it? I don't remember what group it is. I guess it doesn't matter. France, Germany, and Portugal are all in the same group. So only two of those three, two. Two of those three teams will exit the group stage uh, in Euro 2020. They'll all play each other, and that's going to be freaking fantastic. Um, and those are the those three countries have won the last three major tournaments. With France winning the World Cup. Uh, Portugal winning the Euros, and then Germany winning the World Cup. So three of the last three tournament winners are in the same group, so that'll be great. And then other groups are much, much weaker, which is kind of hilarious. But uh, that is something to watch and just kind of uh, something to look forward to, you know, as we hold out these winter months. We have uh, a big tournament coming in the soccer world in 2020. Excited. There you can't all. wait. All right, yeah, Here we go. can't wait. Here we go. All
0: right, that's it.
1: That's it. court kick. All
0: good.
1: right. <laughs> That's it for the corner kick. We, we did made it. it. We made it. We made it through the, right, corner made to the corner
0: kick. Made through the corner kick. All right. Whew. Big week coming up next week. We're talking about the Big Ten Championship, where we're going to go for the bowl. Should be fun. Try to temper expectations. Probably won't happen. But looking forward to talking about it next week. We'll, we'll try. try. We'll try. All right. As always, follow us on Twitter, at 132Breeze. Myself, at MarloJR. Casey at Prof Badger fan. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, all the fun stuff wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for me, Casey. You have any last words?
1: That's it for me, Marlo. Until next time, fellow fans. I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.